What's up, everyone? Welcome to Making the Shift. Where we listen to autistic voices, explore new therapy ideas, and share neurodiversity-affirming methods and strengths-based approaches to support autistic kids. Because we're not here to try and, quote, fix kids. We are here to love them, embrace them, and celebrate them for who they are. I'm Jesse Ginsberg, sensory integration trained SLP, founder of a top-rated speech therapy clinic in Los Angeles, and creator of the Inside Out Sensory Certificate for SLPs. And I'm Chris Winger, also known as Speech Dude, high school SLP and creator of the Dynamic Assessment for Social-Emotional Learning. Are you ready to make the shift? Let's do it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of Making the Shift. Guess what day it is? It's someone's birthday. <laughs> and we got a pinata to celebrate. Nothing like planning your own birthday party. <laughs> is your, is my party hat on backwards? I think yours is on right. Mine's on backwards. backwards? Oh my gosh. This is the way to start it off. We're going to have a fun night. It's Tuesday. It's going to be a opportunity to grow and learn. We're going to give you some uh, new tidbits out there for growth. I think you're really going to like it. But before we do that, we had an idea to kick this night off with some trivia. And this is actually going to be really interesting. Okay, so it is my birthday. We are going to do some trivia to see how well Chris knows me. And the funny thing is that I feel like our relationship is different than a lot of people, right? Because a lot of people like date for many years, start a family, know everything there is. Whereas we like dated for several months, had a baby, then moved in. Then it was like, like, I feel like we're still getting to know each other. Don't we you? are definitely so, every day. Literally, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that about you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what's your middle name again? Oh, today's your birthday? Oh, <laughs> crap. Basically. So this is actually really interesting because I really don't know if you're going to know all these. Okay, so we've I'm got- I'm going to do my best. i got 10 questions. So the first five are like questions you might have to think a little. And then the next five are like rapid fire. Okay. Works for me. Okay. Are you ready? Let's okay. see what- Let's test my knowledge. Let's test my ability to infer or make uh, guesses based <laughs> yeah. on this, the being with her. Let's see what we got. Okay. So this one you should know. Okay. Ready? First one. And if you are live and you can play in the chat, we would love for you to play. Okay. First one. You should know this. Okay. What instrument did I play growing up? Oh, I should know this. <laughs> Let's see if you guys can take a guess in the chat. Uh, growing up, I know that you play guitar with me from time to time, so I'm going to go with guitar. Wrong. What else can I play? Oh, you could play guitar. I thought, okay, so your first instrument. Um, like, what is the only instrument you've ever seen me play other than the guitar? Other than the guitar? Um, that I've seen you play? Yeah. Oh my gosh. The uh, not the ukulele. We one. Oh, piano. Keyboard. Oh, good lord. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. The, the, like the piano keyboard. Okay. I never yeah. got past Fair for enough. a lease, but I did play for a long time. I do remember this. Okay. If you didn't get that one, it <laughs> question makes me wonder if you're going to get the rest. 
Okay. Um, this one you may not know. So let's see. Okay. Okay. What sport slash activity did I compete in when I was young, like elementary school? Cheerleading. No, that I did. That wasn't until middle school. Oh, I'm not very good at this game. Okay, you may. Okay, so may not cheerleading, not. but it's this is I because cheerleading's a sport. It's like a you yeah. know they go at the collegiate level yeah. and they compete and they had you know cheer on Netflix. So it's not Thank that. Thank you. Okay, so elementary sport, school. Or I'm just saying you may not like this. May not come to your head when you hear the word sport. That's why I say activity. Do you want me to give you a hint? Uh huh. There is an animal involved. Oh, horseback riding. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Bingo. Not that. Side note, she has a mini horse. Mini horse. Mini horse. Small horse. Okay, Fritz. ready? Um, before speech pathology, what field was I planning on going into? Oh. There are really two right answers here because. Something that was completely not related to speech pathology. And it was down the business slash accounting type not field um <laughs> but it was over at redlands no this was before really. before that um gosh think family family oh a mom my family oh like i said accountant no i was not gonna go into accounting. real estate wrong side of the family business oh um wine yes yes that's right okay Fair enough. And my parents make wine, but they also do accounting. So that's where you were getting that. Um, I was going to go into winemaking. Okay. I feel like you knew that. Do you think you uh, did? I mean, it was a hit or miss. Okay. Ready? Um, this is you. I'm going to give you three types of alcohol and you have to list them by preference. One, two, or three. Okay. Okay. Vodka, beer, wine. In order of preference, wine, vodka, beer. Oh, I got one. Okay, that was good. <laughs> okay, ready? We're just going to go into our rapid fire. Okay, rapid fire ones, and we're going to jump right into the show. Okay, ready? Go. Favorite food? Sushi. Favorite color? Blue. Uh. Green. Mm, no. <laughs> it's not really. It's still a color, but Connor would know this. Magenta. Gray. Gray. Oh. Favorite type of soda. Um, I'm going with Coke. Yes. Coca-Cola. Okay. And if I had a dream house anywhere, what type of place would it be located in? Oh gosh, at the beach on the yes. sand. There we go. Nailed it. Okay, that was fun. Um, so you guys can see by our balloons in the back, if you're watching, I'm turning 35, which I feel old, but you're like almost 10 years older <laughs> than me. So I feel like I got that going for me, but I feel like it's one of those birthdays where you look at it and you're like, Oh God, the things I wanted to do by 35 or the places. Like, I think I thought I would have my beach house. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, huh? We, at least are setting some goals for the future, but you know, these milestones and numbers that we hit and we just kind of look at where we're at. 
Yeah. So I think it's just one of those things because that leads us to our topic for today. It just makes me think about like, you think of the big picture and how it feels so far off from maybe where you are right now. And I think it's the same feeling, at least, you know, we've been talking to a lot of people, me and my team through social media about like, what is the barrier that is making it so that it's hard for you to train other teams in neurodiversity approaches? Like that is, and one of the things we're hearing is it's just too much. Like I don't have enough experience. Too many people are against me and it feels like this huge mountain. I agree. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of new, I shouldn't say newer stuff, but it's a lot to take in if we're familiar or used to one way of thinking and then having to make a shift in language and thinking and, you know, the whole dynamics of everything. Yeah. So I think like, I love coming back to, and ever since we talked about this, I think it was in episode two, we talked about how by educating others, there's basically like two ways people will go about it. One, well, I guess you could say three. One is like shoving the information into their faces. Like, hey, you need to believe this. Here's all the research. Now go do it. And then there's the um, maybe I'm not even going to try because it's too much kind of approach. And then we have this other approach that we talked about previously, which is planting the seed, which I still love. And I feel like since we talked about I've been talking about that with my team a lot at the office, too. Yeah, absolutely. I think that planting the seed is, we had mentioned that, the room for growth. I wanted to share with you, I haven't talked about this. I think I heard it from Steve Harvey. I came by it, which was, even when we're working with kids, he used an analogy, which was, when you look at a flower, what essentially makes the flower grow? Is it the flower or is it the environment that the flower's in? Does it need the right soil? Does it need the right lighting? Does it need the right water? Does it does it need to grow in a bigger pot? Because if it doesn't have the external factors that are there to support it, then the flower doesn't grow. It's the same when we work with families and when we work with the with our clients and our students. It's, you know, it takes a, a full team to really help water and make the flower um, blossom. I think that's what it is too, though, when we approach the conversation is more of a giving a little bit of knowledge so that knowledge can lead to the growth. So that knowledge can lead to, you know, the blossoming flower. The rippling effect. The rippling effect. Yeah, because that's so true. Because we talk about planting the seed. And if you miss that episode, what we mean by that is that instead of like shoving this information down people's throats, we are instead trying to give them information and have them come to their own conclusion, because that's really how people learn. It's like, if I tell you, go read this book, it's great. You're going to be like, I don't know, it might take me a while. But if you say something maybe that you learned in the book and how it changed your life, I'm going to be like, oh, I need to get that book right now. You know, it's just, it's giving them the information, but it's allowing them the space to come up with the conclusion. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I mean, that's just kind of how human behavior works, right? Nobody wants to be forced into a new ideology or nobody wants to be forced to have to go make a big change, but they like to build that, what we've talked about in one of the earlier episodes too, which is the intrinsic motivation, the idea of autonomously making decisions and coming to the point of, hey, I want to go and research some of this information myself, you know, so it all kind of ties in. And that's, it's just 
how important it is getting the whole team on board. It's like, we might work one-on-one with kids. We might get to talk to one parent, you in the schools less than us in private practice. But the only way we're going to make true change in a child's life is by getting the whole team on board. And this happened to me recently where I had a parent come to me just at the end of her rope. Like, hey, I they knew me from, from a long time ago. They said, hey, like, I really need you. I, I need you. Um, and I said, like, I don't know if you're going to want to hear what I have to say, you know? Right. And I was like, <laughs> I love you. And I've known you guys for so long. So I'm going to be honest with you. But the only way I'm really going to be able to do this is if we are getting the entire team on board, you know, which is what led me to this autism support resources for team, our new product on presale. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, I don't have the time to sit down one-on-one with every single therapist, every single teacher, every single aide and teach them these things. I was like, I need to just be able to get everyone on right. board at the exact same time. Um, and I think like being able, you know, that's one of the things I would recommend. If you haven't yet started compiling resources to give to families, we've been doing this in my clinic for a long time. Like when we find a good post, when we find a good Facebook group, when we find a good um, autistic Instagram handle, we are saving all of that stuff so that we can give it to families when we need to. And that's the exact point of our new resources that are coming out is in case you don't want to go through all that on your own, we've gotten, we've, we're compiling our own to do that. I think that's what the key is too. how can we distribute the information, but make it easy for ourselves, right? Nobody wants to have to go running in circles and having to spend a heck of a lot more time, you know, with the individual things. So I, I think you're, yeah, absolutely. And I think that kind of goes back into what, we really wanted to like hone in on today, which is we know that this feels like a lot. We know that this feels like a huge mountain to climb. And that's why our very best advice and what has worked best for us is just start where you are, create small victories and really focus on those small steps. You know, what is one tiny change you could make where you are in your realm, in your situation, in your setting that is going to have a positive influence. Like, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm thinking of like when you started doing cold plunges and you were trying to get to five minutes, right? You didn't just like get in the water right. for five minutes. You have to start what, like in small increments. I think that's the big picture too, right? That's one of those things where we get those small victories and over time, those that's what leads to the success, right? It's makes, like the in- incremental victories. Yeah. And that makes me think of like, who, I don't know who said it, but it's that idea of um, if you're like trying to go to the gym every day, it's like all you need to tell yourself is you're the type of person who goes to the gym every day. It doesn't matter if you go for an hour or five minutes, you're setting the tone for yourself that I'm the type of person who goes to the gym every day. It's like, it's just going there. That's the tiniest victory, you know? So what are some things you can do in educating others, educating people around you and being able to get to that very next baby step? Right. Absolutely. I think that's probably one of the most valuable insights, being able to reflect back 
build on those small little things that lead to the progress when educating others, planting the seeds, because that's what really leads to the biggest results. Progress over perfection, right? Ooh, that was good. Progress over perfection. Yeah. The small, tiny victories done incrementally over time lead to the big results. It's not about that one big moment that happens. It's about those small little things that you are doing with building the team, spreading the information that's needed, the right information. And I think that's essentially how you get to your own Mount Everest. That's like <laughs> what we were talking about is that I think so many people fear this because they're like, well, I, you have to go to, you have to start with legislation. There's so much that you have to do to make a change. But so often these social movements are started where we are right now at the ground level in the trenches. So I think just because it looks like it's so much work, just because um, you're like, oh, well, I don't know how to get to legislation and get them to make funding changes and blah, blah, blah. Like you can do something where you are now um, as like insignificant as maybe it feels. It is those baby steps that lead these social movements forward. And we're those people. Yeah, we have that opportunity to really uh, shine on making this movement continue. And as Jesse said, it like starts with one small thing and it's done consistently over time, you'll get the biggest results. I think about like the leaders of the world when it came to big movements, people like Martin Luther King Jr. or someone like Rosa Parks who, you know, didn't just, you know, refused to give up her seat on the bus because of that day or that one situation. It was for a much greater cause. It's like the same with Nelson Mandela. And I mean, the list goes on of the, the, the people where we're at in our shoes, not the people at legislation or in the politics side of things up on the top. It's, it's from a bottom up effect. Yeah. Well, I think my theory, my personal theory is that there are amazing people who are doing that work at oh, the right, top, right? right? I agree, I agree. Like, I think these people are up here working where they know how in their zone of genius up here. And then we're down here and I'm like, you know what? We're going to meet in the middle eventually. That's my theory. I agree. No, 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 I'm with you. So should we get into our fun giveaway? Giveaway time. Okay, so in honor of my birthday, we decided we were going to give away two free coaching sessions with me. And we're going to give away one to a parent and one to a professional. We're so excited to do this. It's been a while. I don't know if I've given away a coaching session ever, but um, this is one of my favorite things to do. So what we're going to do if you win is we're going to talk about your child or your client. You're going to have the opportunity to submit a video if that's what you want to do. And then we're going to talk about the child's sensory system, how you can help the child regulate while targeting communication. Okay, so I have one of these really cool tech tools. <laughs> I was going to say provided by this person right here. Okay, this is called a wheel of names. So right now we're going to do the parent drawing first. So we have got all the parents. I'm going to hide this. That's all their names. Okay, on this wheel. And then we're going to click spin. We go. got Ready? everybody. That's kind of fun because there's even volume. Yeah, they'll be able okay, to hear. Let's okay, see. here we go. Winner number one is not only then Myra Chavola or Chavoya. Myra, Myra you are the lucky winner. Okay, Myra. Congrats. 
So we're going to get a one more here. Okay, that's our parent winner. Parent so winner. now we've got our professional winner and our professional winner. Okay, we had more entries on the professionals, but here we go. Here we go. There are a lot of names on here. Professional, we've got. Jacqueline Peterson. You Jacqueline are the lucky Peterson. winner. So Jacqueline and Myra can't wait to get to chat with you guys. So exciting. So anything else you want to say? I just want to say gonna sing happy birthday to Happy me? birthday to like, you. Marilyn Monroe style. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you guys so, so much for being here live with us. We love getting to come to you every week. So. Yeah, I hope you got some knowledge and insight out of this one. A couple little tidbits there that are valuable, not just for today, for life. These are life things that will help out. So that's kind of the goal. Yeah, that's right. Right? All right, everyone. Have a good rest of your evening. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, hit subscribe, write a review, or share it with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.